Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry radio discover more shows and movies for free this is odds on with mike palm and amal shaw live from the circus sportsbook on vsin the sports betting network Welcome into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw Wednesday morning in Las Vegas, downtown Las Vegas from the Circus Studio. I was all set to talk about some Sweet 16 games, some mm-hmm. CBI, some NIT, and then a funny little thing happened on the way to the forum. The Dolphins traded for Tyreek Hill. Oh, I thought you were going to say the FBI called to see if you can report anybody else of any abuse. <laughs> no, although he fits into that category. Amal, you just saw the news. Dolphins get Tyreek Hill. All the Chiefs get. Now, this is all they're going to get. 2022 first round pick, 2022 second round pick, 2022 fourth round pick, 2023 fourth round pick, 2023 sixth round pick. Dolphins wide receiving core now includes Tyreek Hill, Devontae Parkin, Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson Jr., Alan Harris, Preston Wilson. My question to you is, can the quarterback they have take advantage of any of this? No, because he doesn't have the five minutes that he had in Tuscaloosa to sit around, maybe order an appetizer. Wait for separation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and see, well, let me see. Ruggs is open by seven yards. Waddle's open by nine. Who should I throw the ball to? Uh, Mike, I can't believe what they've given up to get him. This is a lot. It's a ton more than the Raiders had to give up for Devontae Adams. Do you... Uh, do, you, do you now look at the Raiders as shrewd business people? Well, first of all, I look at the fact that Devontae Adams and... Derek Carr have a tremendous relationship going back to their days in Fresno. The other thing is, Devontae Adams, when have you ever heard any off-field stuff? And I understand it's in the past for Tyree Kill, but when you look at today's climate and culture, it's not necessarily an easy sell to bring in certain types of players. Look, if you were accused of probably embezzling money on Wall Street, you probably walked out with a $50 million bonus, but that's not the case here. Now you're bringing in a guy into a market here where a team doesn't have a quarterback that throws the ball down the field. You and I joked about this throughout the course of the season last year. Can Tua throw the ball past the line of, not the line of scrimmage, but the first down marker? And you got a guy that really goes deep. I don't know if the same uh, in terms of arm strength, he's going to be able to get him the ball. I think uh, in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes signed off on this. I don't think you trade a player like this caliber uh, without talking to a franchise quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. So to me, it doesn't come as much of a surprise from the KC side. They got a great haul, and I think they love Nicole Hardman. You've got a tremendous player in Travis Kelsey. From the Chiefs' perspective, they're giving they're getting a lot of draft capital, right? Yep. Including this year, first, second, and fourth. But it seems a little bit of a move to try to sustain their legacy against compromising winning now. Well, Would you agree with that? No. I, do you it, think they're a better team now with three draft these three draft picks than they were with Tyreek Hill? I, I do not. You're not going to be better when you lose arguably one of the toughest receivers mm-hmm. in the National Football League, but... I think what they're trying to do is improve their defense because they could have the greatest offense, but as long as you got Daryl, uh, 
you know, the taillights of Daniel Sorensen on every play. You're getting beat, and they need to be able to slow down this Raiders offense, this uh, Chargers offense. They see what the writing is on the wall. They Obviously, Denver with Russell Wilson, it's a different challenge because that defense that they had for the last several years cannot win this division the way it's compromised, I mean, composed right now. In the AFC West, we talked about the odds yesterday, first time Kansas City, and this was before the trade, wasn't didn't have a minus sign in front of their odds. Yeah. Does this make this race in the West even more wide open? And would you look to bet somebody other than the Chiefs because of this move? I think this is going to have a profound impact because uh, uh, Tyreek Hill, and we see the line go from plus 150 to 165 now. His ability to take the safety and the uh, uh, cornerback deep opens up so much underneath. Now, all of a sudden, how much more pressure does that put on the other receivers? McCall Hartman necessarily, uh, he needs to step up. And then, remember, they drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round, last pick at running back. Doesn't seem like it's worked out too well for them there. They may go in another direction. So, remains to be seen what they do, but I think they got to go to the defensive side of the ball. Dolphins acquired Teddy Bridgewater um, as a backup to Tua. How likely is it that Teddy takes over at some point? And I'm not talking about a Tua injury. I'm talking about performance. I think there's going to be a possibility. Because the one thing with Bridgewater, you have to give him a ton of credit. Remember New Orleans, they went 5-0. and he manages the game extremely well. They've got a very solid defense. They like to run the ball. Um, the kid out of Washington that they have there, I forgot his name, really like him a lot. Uh, is Gaskin, Miles Gaskin, that's down there, I believe. Um, but I think they can be effective. And if you look at New England, obviously, probably the second choice at this point in that division, Buffalo, the odds on favorite. But I don't think that this division is out of reach with the talent that they have. All right, I'm all. This, this now, Tyreek Hill, with this move to the Dolphins in the, in the new contract, is now the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. Is that justified? I don't think so. I think it should be one of two guys, and they were right there before this deal, which was Devontae Adams or T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. And the other guy I would throw in there is Aaron Donald, obviously, but Donald still has three years remaining on yep. his deal, so that's why you don't see that yet. But look, in sports, the one thing is, it's not about you being the best. It's about the timing of when you are available for free agency. That changes the dynamic of a lot of things. All right, let's get back to the Sweet 16. Circa has the uh, region championship odds up. In other words, so which which region will the national championship champion come from the west is the favorite right now amal at plus 145 you get gonzaga texas tech duke arkansas the south the second choice mainly because you get arizona but houston right behind him villanova michigan to me it's a little bit interesting the east is shorter than the midwest the east with the three seed purdue the four seed ucla eight seed north carolina and 15 seed St. Peter's at plus 413. In the Midwest, the longest shot still has the one seed, Kansas, there. Although they're plus 490 themselves, plus 425 for the winner to come out of that region. Providence, the four seed at 48 to 1. Miami, 60 to 1 as the 10 seed. And Iowa State, 95 to 1 as an 11 seed still remaining. Do you see any value here in betting a region? Well, I would go with two regions if you're going to do it. I'd go with the West and the South, and I believe they align to match up in the finals as well. But yep. when you look at it, don't you think, looking at everybody else, including Kansas, I, I think there are probably five teams that I would almost choose in the West or the South over everybody else in the East and the West. Uh, Gonzaga, Texas Tech, Duke, Arizona, Houston. And then you can throw in Villanova as well. I mean, what are you looking at? Purdue, UCLA, Kansas possibly, even though I believe Kansas is going to get tripped up this weekend. Um uh, I don't know. I, I think they the way they put that West region was a little bit unfair. And, you know, the Razorbacks, in my opinion, are clearly the best number four seed. I would agree with you there. There are three number one seeds still remaining, Kansas, Arizona, and Gonzaga, the overall one, two, and three seed yeah. in the tournament. Baylor eliminated. Here's a prop at circuit. Will a one seed win the national championship? Yes, minus 113, no, minus 107. I would go with yes because... I still think, even though I like Providence to beat Kansas, doesn't mean KU is not going to get to the Final Four. Uh, they got a strong possibility. They've been very competitive all year long. I just like the way uh, Providence has played all year. So uh, I think there's a. I think you'd have to go with the yes there. I think it's a cheap price at minus one thirteen. So I'd make I. this closer to one forty or one fifty. Yeah. Uh, the good thing here is look at the split one thirteen one oh seven. Now will a two seed win? There's two two seeds left: Duke and Villanova. You can get plus 745 if you think one of those two will win. Individually, their odds are Duke 16 to 1 and Villanova plus 1450. 
Well, you might as well just bet those two teams separately. I mean, if you think the two seed's going to win the national championship. All right, head-to-head matchups on our parent company, DraftKings. Who will go further, Villanova or Duke? Villanova minus $2, Duke plus 160. Well, it makes sense. I mean, when you look at the matchups that uh, weights Duke, it's going to be more challenging. Assuming Texas Tech, they beat Texas Tech, then they're looking at potentially the Bulldogs there or Arkansas. Neither of those games are going to be easy. Villanova, you like their chances against Michigan here this weekend. And then who do they have on the other side? I forgot. Uh, Villanova on the other side has Houston or Arizona oh. on the other side of that bracket. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting because then they do it against the Duke's opponent, Texas Tech. Yeah. Villanova to go further than Texas Tech is minus 160. Tech get back 130. Um, I would take Tech in that spot because, well, I think they're both going to wind up in the same place. I think they both wind up in the Elite Eight. North Carolina or Providence? North Carolina minus 255, Providence plus 205 here, Amal. I, I take uh, PC here. It's a good bet for you. You think they can win, and plus if they both lose, it's a push on your money, right? Yeah, that's it, right. Exactly. That's actually that's a really that's good a, bet. That's a decent bet, yeah. as opposed to taking Providence plus 290 against Kansas. Yeah. Take the seven and a half and then play 205. Absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, UCLA, or I'm sorry, Gonzaga or Arizona, this could be a title game matchup. Gonzaga minus $2, Arizona plus 160. Is that what odds you will get when they meet in a, t- a title game? So think of it from that perspective. Yeah, I think it'll be similar to that. Yeah. I, I think it's something that you'll see there. Um, you know, the Arizona team needs to put a complete 40 minutes together. That's the one thing you look at the Wildcats and the Bulldogs. Both of them have had hiccups a little bit along the way, and that's been one concern with Arizona all year long in terms of the lack of consistency over 40 minutes. Who goes further, UCLA or Houston? UCLA minus 180, Houston plus 145. Well, I'm going to pick the Bruins yeah. here because yeah. I think they've got a better road. UCLA or Texas Tech? UCLA minus 145, Tech plus 115. Um. Again, I would go with UCLA based on path. Exact number of number one seeds to reach the final four. There are three remaining. If you think none of them will, it's plus $6. If you think three of them will, it's plus 550. One plus 135. Two of them plus 125 is favored. Um, boy, I'm going to take a pass on that one. What would be your gut would be two? Yeah. Because you think Kansas is getting beat. I, I really do, yes. All right. Um. Let's save the uh, CBI, NIT, and uh, basketball classic for the next segment. I wanna, I'm thinking about this a lot with my ticket with Texas, with Texas Tech. So I have Texas Tech plus 675 to get to the Final Four, which is a bet I made, I think, February 4th or 5th I made that bet. So essentially 7-1. to one. I'm thinking about if Tech beats Duke and Gonzaga beats Arkansas, this lines up to 9.5 now, Gonzaga over Arkansas. Move, moved a point and a half from the opener 8. How much is, here's my question to you, because this factors into how I play the hedge. How much will Gonzaga be favored by over Texas Tech in a regional final? I think five and a half to six. So what about this bet? I take Duke plus one, or if I can find one and a half in that game, for four units. Yeah. That covers my bet. And then I take Gonzaga to make the final four right now at minus 130. It's great for like for like nine units. Yeah. What happens if Arkansas beats the Zags? That that's that's what blows it up. But Duke could beat Texas Tech, and I win that bet. And Gonzaga beats Duke, and I win, I win both those bets. Although I lose the I lose the Texas Tech. Which which game is first though? Uh, I think that the Gonzaga game is first. Okay. Need more college basketball insight? Check out the podcast Coast to Coast Hoops. Hoops Peterson will look at every college basketball game and find a betting opportunity on the side in total. Download Coast to Coast Hoops now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Up next, CBI, NIT, and the Basketball Classic. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough 
introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. 
Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Just look for three little letters. Z-Y-N. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They're available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Mango, or Amal's personal favorite, Citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one ranked nicotine pouch, is available over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Forgot to mention our buddy Frank Schwab is, uh, is back. 15 minutes, senior NFL writer and betting analyst, and was on set at Stadium Swim on Friday. We'll join the program. Yeah, by the way, since we always talk about the Milwaukee Bucks six months after the championship, I think we really have to get into the fact that the Badgers absolutely laid an egg at Pfizer. Now we'll, we'll focus on the Bucks dismantling of the Bulls last night. Giannis, oh, really had, Giannis had a big game. Yeah, the Bulls didn't. <laughs> the, Bulls, the Bulls did not. Tough spot for them. Back-to-back, long bus ride. Okay. Exactly. All right, let's get into the minor college basketball tournaments. We've been betting, betting them um, pretty rigorously here this week, and we're now down to the CBI championship in Daytona Beach. Uh, both won last night. You on your total, and yeah. me uh, just kept rinse and repeat with MTSU. Totals. You like the totals? Here. No, I said two. I, you yeah, said but not both were in the CBI, were there? There was a no, game. No, I yeah. said I had, two, I had yeah. two totals. Yeah, you won. You went two and zero, oh and I had a two-unit <laughs> place. So just six and one, half a dozen another. All right, we get to the championship game. Great triple header on the Deuce tonight. Deuce Wednesdays, and it starts at two p.m. Pacific time with the CBI championship between Middle Tennessee State University and UNC Wilmington. We've been talking about Wilmington. No respect all year long. No respect. No respect. They dismantled this Northern Colorado team, but you were right that one fifty-three was way too high. The pace, in fact, was like 120s in the first half, finished in the 130s. Yeah, uh, they really picked up the scoring in the second yeah. half there. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, this number is right where it should be. I think these two teams with the four and a half are even. Uh, don't like one side or the other here. Going to completely stay away from this game. I was excited to lay two. And then I see this number is four and a half. Because they make Middle Tennessee like a one, one and a half point favorite every game. Wilmington never gets respect. I thought this number is a little too tall, Amal. Maybe, uh, but fouls late. I, I like uh, this uh, Middle Tennessee team. The Blue Raiders really in the second half picked it up. Do you know for they, one They got down double digits against Abilene there and then stormed past them in the second half. Abilene at one point for the first 12 minutes of the second half had one field goal. Yeah, but meanwhile, they couldn't miss to open the game. They were four for four from three. Yeah. How long could that last? But still, I was a little bit worried here. So you think the number and the total, four and a half in favor of Middle Tennessee and the total 136 are are too sharp for you to bet into them. Yeah, I think the total, if you said I had to play it, I would prefer to play that before the side. I would go slightly towards the under. But, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, 134, 135 here. This is not like, like that game last night where the, particularly the Virginia game, where I thought it was way too high of a number. Does winning a CBI like this do anything for your recruiting, or is it more of a reward for your team? Uh, to go no, to Daytona it's, it's more, more, more of a reward for yeah. your team. It does nothing for, yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Now let's move on to the NIT quarterfinals. We'll set the stage. The other two teams that will meet in New York City next week in the final four for the NIT. Let's start with a good matchup uh, in College Station, Texas. Now this is follows the CBI championship four o'clock Pacific time on ESPN two. Wake Forest at Texas A&M. Wake has won two home games here, beating Towson 74-64 and VCU 80-74. AM snubbed by the tournament committee, beat Alcorn State 74-62, and really dismantled Oregon. I was impressed in that effort. 75-60. Texas A&M laying two and a half here tonight, Amal, with a total of 145 and a half. Well, I really thought this was the hardest game on the board. Um, I, there's a part of me that's like, Wake's going to win this basketball game, but going into College Station, I think A&M will pull it out. You know, Let's assume for a minute, just kind of go with me here. Let's say this was a conference game on a Saturday in January or February. 
I would look towards A&M, but I think Wake is so capable of going on the road and winning this game. I'm going to stay away from it. But A&M really impressed me down the stretch, and I always think in the NIT, if you get past that first game, you're going to play competitively, and I, I think both teams will compete here. An opportunity to go to New York City. Um, uh, Mike, this is one where I, I think the end game is so invaluable. You see somebody get up by a large number. We saw it last night with uh, Vanderbilt. They were minus seven and a half, minus nine dollars with about five minutes to go against Xavier, mm-hmm. and X comes back and wins it. Yeah, on the road in that spot. Okay, and then finally the end of the triple header here, six o'clock Pacific in the second game in the NIT quarterfinals. Washington State goes to the Marriott Center in Provo to take on BYU. Washington State uh, won their first round matchup on a nationally televised game against Santa Clara, sixty-three fifty, and then had to go on the road to Dallas and beat SMU seventy-five sixty-three as a dog. BYU stayed at home both games and put up ninety in both both games of the tournament for them: ninety-three seventy-two over Long Beach and ninety seventy-one over Northern Iowa. BYU laying two with a total of one forty-three. Amal contrasting styles here. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned BYU's offense against Northern Iowa in the first half. I think there was eighty-seven or ninety-one points scored in that game. It was ninety-one because you could have gotten the in-game at one seventy-one and a half. Uh, Mike, I'll tell you what. I didn't play this one, but I like the Cougars at the three. It came down from three to two. I also look towards the under here. I think this Washington State team defensively has been outstanding all year long. Hasn't gotten enough credit for what they've done. I think they stymie Borsello and this BYU team enough. I think they got a great chance to win. I don't know if they win um, because they're relying on the three-point shot, but I think the number stays under 143. I didn't play it, but I might be on this game later on. All right, and then finally, the basketball classic quarterfinals. No good last night at UTEP. Uh, Southern Utah really dominated him there at home. I was surprised by that result. This game at 7 p.m. from the Save Mart Center in Fresno. It's Youngstown State at Fresno State. Boys, some interesting teams in this basketball classic. Youngstown State beat Morgan State 70-65 to get here. And Fresno beat Eastern Washington 83-74. Big number here. Fresno lane 13 with a total of 132. Amal. Do you fade the Mountain West, who is so horrific in the NCAA tournament? No, but I'd play the over in this game. I I don't think Fresno is going to play the type of defense you see during the regular season. I think it's going to be a lot higher scoring. Uh, Youngstown State more than happy to get up and down the floor here. Uh, They'll be challenged to really stop uh, the big man inside. uh, But I I think this will be a little bit more of an open gym type of field game. All right, Amal, let's get to our favorite topic, the NBA. Um, I want to start out with the Lakers. Now, Frank... Well, unfortunately, was against him on Friday. And I want to ask him if he's changed his morning routine from just fading the Lakers every day as they've won two out of three. They're home now tonight to take on the 76ers. They moved up from the 10 spot in the West to the 9 spot right now. Sixers occupying the third spot in the East. 76ers length seven and a half um, at Staples tonight, Amal, with a total of 230 and a half. Yeah, go with the home team here, getting seven and a half. A little bit of a big number to lay on the road. You mentioned the Lakers. I thought there were some really good opportunities after that game against Minnesota. Revenge spot against Toronto. Revenge for Washington the other way. Uh, They came from behind. And then against the Cavaliers, uh, Lakers getting five and a half in that one. But uh, Joel Embiid, I'm assuming, going to play tonight based on the number we're seeing here right now. But remember, this is a 76ers team that laid an egg. you know, earlier this week against Brooklyn, uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Brooklyn, but um, I, I think the Lakers plus seven and a half is a big number. When you look up their stats and the head-to-heads between Embiid and LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. Embiid, 32 points per game, LeBron, 31. Embiid, 12.4 rebounds, LeBron, 9. Assists, LeBron, better 5.9 to 4.5. Steals, Embiid, 1.2 to 0.9. Uh, blocks, 1.4 to 1 uh, in favor of Embiid. And this is over their last 25 games played in the NBA. And turnovers, LeBron 3.6 to 3.1 for Embiid. Other than assist, Embiid better than uh, the King in every statistical category. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> uh, self-anointed, by the way. Uh, but you're, you're right. Uh, but LeBron leading the league in scoring right now. Uh, this would be an interesting matchup in terms of how it plays out. So you're taking lay, Bron- lay down Bron tonight in the seven and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably be on the Lakers here. All right, the Utah Jazz are in Boston tonight to take on the Celtics. Both these teams occupy the four spot in their respective conferences. The, the Seas have won four in a row heading into this matchup. Celtics laying four and a half tonight here, Amal, with a total. Uh, a total now big move. The overnight at two twenty down to two fifteen and a half, and you'll tell us why. Well, you know, to me, <laughs> I, I, this Boston team is playing extremely well, Mike. The way they've been able to perform, uh, it's just really been impressive. I, I'm just surprised this number is as high as it is, but hard to go against Boston right now the way the Boston Celtics are playing. Phoenix Suns are in Minnesota tonight taking on the Timberwolves. Amal, 
Are we sleeping on these Suns? They're 58 and 14 overall. I'm all, they're 28 and six on the road and have won That's... five straight heading into Minnesota. They're a one point favorite with a total of 238. That is incredibly impressive. I mean, this team just continues to flourish, even without Chris Paul in the lineup. I thought they would really take a step back, but they haven't. Maybe this is why he doesn't get the MVP votes. They realize there's more players on that team besides Chris Paul. Should the Suns be favored to win the championship? No. No, 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 no. Why still? No, no, no. This, it, 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 it's no small favor here that they can go 58 and 14, 28 and 6 on the road. This is, this te- is it just me? This team is taking more importance in the regular season than everybody else? I, I think a little bit, but I also think the teams, uh, Durant, Giannis, these guys understand regular season doesn't mean anything. It's about the playoffs. You know what's served hot and straight from the Fryer Mall? That's the KFC chicken sandwich. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today, or one of those big boxes. I like the big boxes as well. All right, coming up. We'll have our friend Frank Schwab to break down the Sweet 16 and a few questions about the NBA. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup, like the breakfast Baconator, croissant combos, and hot Amal or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and it's simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely choose Wendy's. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. You know, this this Wendy's, yeah. right? This Wendy's uh, breakfast potatoes are very good. There's nothing worse than overseasoned breakfast potatoes. You ever go to the Egg and I or the Egg Works or all them things around here around Las Vegas? I just think they're overseasoned, the potatoes, and therefore it's not a spot I like to frequent. I'm not a big breakfast guy. You're not. I am not. Well, that'd be the perfect time for all this bran or whatever you you eat in your diet, <laughs> this kale and all this stuff. Don't be a hater. Can all you your eat life. fruit? I eat, yes, I eat How fruit. about nuts? No nuts, though. I, I eat a ton of nuts. Are you serious? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're, Walnuts. What a, pe- what a life you're living. We got Frank now here? Oh, what the heck, Frank. I, fr- I mean, Frank, I, he's, Frank listen, shows up, does two appearances one week, and then now, now it's unreliable. I think it's that, but I think it's also the more fact that he's just embarrassed as a UW alum. Doesn't want to come on here and talk about the fact that this team just laid an egg in, against Iowa State. It wasn't like it was Jamal Tinsley and Mike, Marcus Pfizer out there. Uh, well, uh, luckily we have Frank, and we can address with that with him right now. Our friend from Yahoo Sports, their senior NFL writer and betting analyst, Frank Schwab. Frank, glad you could make it here on a Wednesday. I, I was just trying to figure out the calculus of how Tua Tungavailoa can get Tyree kill the ball, and I still can't figure it out. I. Miami just traded a lot for a receiver that's absolutely going to be wasted in their offense. Great job, though. Smooth job of turning the narrative away from Wisconsin's failures (laughs) in the tournament. But since you're the senior NFL writer, we were going to start there. What does this do for your uh, outlook on the futures for both of these teams, the Chiefs and the Dolphins? Guys, I I hate this trade for both teams. I do. I I think that if you're the Chiefs, you're in a Super Bowl window, and you always are with Mahomes, I guess. But I don't look unless Tyreek Hill is just saying, "I'm not playing without a new contract," and they really took that seriously. I just ride it out. You you have a maybe the best receiver in football who fits perfectly with what you want to do. And I laugh at everybody who's like, "Well, they'll just dra- you know draft the next Justin Jefferson with this pick." They're getting. no, that doesn't happen too often. You're more likely to get the next Jalen Rieger. So I, I just don't like it for the Chiefs, and I think that. Every team on that list other than the Chiefs has better value now in the AFC West. I, I've already punched a Chargers ticket. I, I think that right now the Chiefs are so thin other than Mahomes that you have to find value elsewhere in the AFC West. And then what does this really do for the Dolphins? I mean, I'm not one of these guys that piles on Tua, but he is what he is. And the one thing he can't do is get the ball downfield. He has no willingness to do it. He, he might not have the ability to do it. He's just not a deep thrower. And so Tyreek Hill, to me, is just going to be wasted in this offense. I don't, again, I, I think it, it took the Dolphins from, all right, we're a fringe kind of wild card team, maybe, and the third best team in the AFC East to, 
we're a fringe wildcard team, maybe in the third best team in the AFC East. So again, I don't get what, what the point is. Frank, I completely agree with what you said in terms of I don't like this trade for either side. Why are you giving up so much draft capital if you are the Miami Dolphins when you need to rebuild in a division with Josh Allen, you need a franchise quarterback? I, I The one thing I do see from Kansas City's point of view is they've got to get better defensively, and a plethora of picks could potentially help them out there. Sure. But, um, you know, to me, I, I just don't get it. This offense is so elite with Mahomes, with Hill, with Kelsey, that you could almost, and they've done this for the last four years, just outscore people. Right. And, you know, I mean, you bring up Kelsey, and I think he's an important part of this because, yeah, he finished well last season, so we kind of forget that through most of the middle of the year, we were like, wow, he's 32 and he looks it. And now he's going to be 33. And now he's really, like, unless you're a big Velda Scantling fan or Mikkel Hardman or Byron Pringle, he's the only dude they got. And if he hits the wall at age 33 and maybe just drops down for being great tight end of good, who the Chiefs have? I get they have Mahomes, and maybe I'm just – Maybe I'm being kind of dumb and just, you know, saying, oh, Mahomes can't do it all by himself when he really can. But I look at this Chiefs roster, and I'm just like, this This is not a great team on paper. The defense has a ton of holes, especially Tyran Matthew doesn't come back. They have really, really thin skill position right now. They're, they're hinging it all on Kelsey being elite again, and I'm not sure that that's a wise bet. So when I look at this, maybe the Chiefs just looked at that too and said, guys, we're, we're really, we need to restock somehow. We don't want to pay Tyreek. Let's just get what we can draft capital-wise because we want to be good for five years and we'll just punt a little bit in 2022. But I don't know if I like them, and I like every single other AFC West team better today than I did yesterday. Frank, let's go to the AFC South. The Colts ship out Carson Wentz. They pick up Matt Ryan. With the Titans not having upgraded at the quarterback position and appearing to go to war with Ryan Tannehill, should the Colts be favored to win this division? I think maybe it, it all depends what you think of Matt Ryan's last season. And, and hey, either one of these things could be a good argument. Either he was just in one of the worst situations in the NFL behind a terrible offensive line. Calvin Ridley, obviously, he, he left to go make some small bets in Florida. He had nobody to throw to, but he looked like he was done. Now, either he's done at age 38 or he was done because his supported cast was so bad. You got to pick a side there. And if, if you want to tell me that he's going to be rejuvenated behind a great offensive line, great running game, I, I could get with that. I, I could see why that argument would be made, but it's a gamble. It's a big risk for them. How much did the Andrew Luck retirement screw up the Colts? I mean, it's just, it seems like we're on about the 10th straight year of them having a different quarterback. They can't seem to find one. Matt, Matt's a short-term answer anyway. I, I think the Colts are very good, but I fell into this trap last year too. And I don't want to do it again. I don't know if he's the answer. I still think the Titans probably should be favored. I think the upgrade is so marginal, it doesn't really make that much of a difference in terms right. of where this team goes, guys. But to me, the one thing I want to go to is the Deshaun Watson. When you were on last week with us here in Vegas, we thought maybe he's going to wind up in Atlanta. I would not have made this move for a multitude of reasons if I were the Cleveland Browns. Let's start with the on-the-field concern I have. This is a guy from Georgia, played at Clemson, played in Houston. If you look in that division, Indianapolis is in a dome. Jacksonville is a warm weather city. And then Nashville is the coldest climate you're really playing in. He has not had success, Frank, in cold weather games so far historically in his career. Now you're going to one of the coldest cities in the NFL that's got an outdoor stadium. And then the Browns say, well, we did our due diligence. But one of the reports I heard was a lot of teams were unaware that this guy was going to be on Massage Rooms or Pornhub.com pretty soon. And the reality is, I mean, what do we know about him? I mean, I, I would not be trading for a guy that brings this type of baggage in today's climate and culture and then guaranteeing him $230 million. Who was negotiating the deal? Who was his agent, the GM on this as well? Yeah, I, I, I think we have to separate this into two things because I'll talk about Deshaun Watson on the field now. Yeah. And I, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's elite. I think he's one of the, I, I, I understand what you're saying about the cold weather things, but I just think that you worry about that if it happens. I just think he's so good on the field that you make that move if there's nothing else attached. However, we know there's a lot attached here. And off the field, look, I, I don't know. I, I don't. However you operate as an organization, whether you take on these guys, Tyreek Hill, let's not forget of his past, or Joe Mixon, or anybody, Ben Roethlisberger, for that matter. I mean, if you're willing to take on guys who have a shady past and just suck it up and live with, with all that comes with that, whatever, I guess you know that's, that's the way the NFL works a lot of times. But you, I, I think, I truly think the Browns are getting an elite talent. I, I don't know what the year off does for him necessarily. I, I can't imagine it's good, but 
just if we're talking Deshaun Watson, football player, quarterback, not talking about massage parlors or whatever, and what he, all the things he's accused of, I, I think he's, I think he really is a top six, seven quarterback in the NFL, and that, those are really, really hard to find. Talking with Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports, betting analyst, and our friend. Frank, on Friday, we said eight and a half was too many for St. Peter's to be getting from Murray State. It actually got bet down to seven here at Circa. They they lead wire to wire, hold Murray to 60. Yeah. Now 12 and a half to Purdue. You know Purdue's going to get 30-plus free throws. But isn't 12 and a half too tall a number as well? I don't know because the, the one thing, and I, this didn't come to pass against Kentucky, so who knows, but they don't have a guy in their rotation. That's, I think 6'8". I think 6'8 is as high as it goes. And Purdue has those two huge just beasts forwards up front. How do they slow them down? And Purdue, I, I, if there is a team I'm going to take with a big number, it's a team that is so good offensively that they can put up 100 and just turn out your lights. Purdue can do that. I'm actually leaning Purdue here. I think that the St. Peter's story has been great. But I also think that getting that whirlwind of the tournament and you play two games in three days and you don't have time to think about it. These kids have had a lot of time to think about this now and, and soak it all in and, and maybe – yeah, you know, get a little overwhelmed by the moment of the Sweet 16. So I think Purdue is actually the right side because I could see them putting up a ton of points just because I don't know St. Peter's answers to the big guys up front. Frank, 30 seconds. I need your answer for selfish reasons. Second seed to Duke catching a point from third seed Texas Tech in San Francisco. Who wins this game? I think Texas Tech, but I'll, I'll, I'll totally contradict myself and say Duke has four first-round picks, a Hall of Fame coach, and they've beat Gonzaga, and they're still 14-1 to to win the title. I could see somebody totally making the argument that they're the best value on the board, but yet also betting Texas Tech, so I'm all over the board here. I'm all over the board. All right. Thank you, Frank. We appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Sounds good, fellas. Thank you. You laying the 12-and-a-half with Purdue? Uh, I would be more apt to do that initially because so many times you see a team get into the Sweet 16 like this, not in a 15 seed, yeah. but they just get blown out. A team that really shouldn't probably be at that level. But Purdue, I don't think, is dominant as some of the other teams in the past. All right. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the night on the ice in the NHL. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. In Indiana, 1 809 with it. In Iowa, 1 800 Bets Off. And in Nevada, 1 800 522 4700. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm with the Mall Show. I'm taking a pass tonight. I didn't see anything that I liked. You leaned on a total in the NIT. I, I, yeah, I did. I didn't play it. I, I passed as well. I just want to know why my record, record isn't updated when Britain comes in here and tells me my record is now 56 and 45. They wait for you to update it. You have so <laughs> many plays they can't keep. They need an abacus to keep track of your yeah, record. I'm sure they do. Uh, let's talk a little NHL. I want to mention one thing. Um, your thoughts on the, the Hawks. Trey Young, tremendous game last night in New York. But how soon does he get out of jail? I heard he was arrested for elder abuse for what he did to Taj Gibson in the fourth quarter. 
That's a great line. What is Thibodeau doing playing Taj Gibson against them? Seriously, now. The better question is, how the hell is Taj Gibson still in the league? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I know. I mean, what was he on that SC team back I think in 08? he played with Harold Meyer <laughs> back at SC. I, mean, I thought he was with Paul Westfall, but uh, <laughs> you know, to me, uh, you're absolutely right. By the way, if you haven't seen the play, how about the throw by Bogdanovich to Young at the end of the first quarter, Mike? Tremendous play and great execution. Young has really performed well uh, at Madison Square Garden. Goes for 45 last night. You know, I was watching some highlights of him, and I was thinking, I said, how is this guy so good? And what I mean by that is he's so slight of frame. He's quick, but he doesn't have De'Aaron Fox quickness. He's got a great release, great shot. But there's a lot of guys that can shoot the ball, but not as his level. But I was watching the one thing that impressed me with him, his ability to dribble penetrate. He can get into spots where you just don't see other guys do it at times. He is a lot of fun to watch. There's a game tonight in the NBA. Um, Orlando beats. We talked about Moneyline Parley. They beat Golden State. Now they go to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's lost 10 in a row. Yeah. Oh, good, my good, goodness. Good effort there. You're going to lay the point and a half with the Magic here? No, not on the road. Not <laughs> on they've the road. lost 10 in a row. Yeah, this is where Oklahoma City probably gets up. But 20 and 53 is Orlando. 20 and 52 is uh, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And not the easiest situation. Uh, by the way, Britt just chimed in my ear and said back-to-back. Thanks. We're well aware of that considering they when lost last night, night. night. Yeah, last against Golden State. Night. And we talked about the money line parlay. Yeah, the Magic beat Golden State, State last, last night. night. And, uh, tremendous. So, tremendous work. Anyway, I, I think it's a tougher spot for them. I would look at Oklahoma City. If you're the Thunder, this is the type of game you got to win. All right, let's see how good the graphics department is. I want to talk about Arkansas and Gonzaga uh, before we get to the NHL. This is another line move here, Amal. I saw in some spots up to 9.5 from 8. Big line move in favor of Gonzaga. Does this make sense to you? Do you agree with it? No, I do not agree with it. Tomorrow, uh, you know, I'm looking at the plays here. Um, gosh, I, I'm going to have... One play that I really like tomorrow, and it's on this game, and then three is it a small total? plays. No, I, no, I like, like Arkansas. Arkansas. Nine and a half is a big number. I'm taking nine and a half in this game for sure. You're you're taking the Razorbacks. This is what I'm going to do here. Now I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. I'm going to take Duke to win this game against Texas Tech. I'm going to take Gonzaga to win the region because it's a cheap price right now, cheaper than Kansas. And then I'm going to take Arkansas plus nine and a half and try to thread, thread as many needles as I can here on the on the, <laughs> on the edge to this Texas Tech make the Final Four bet. Like the play, they're in such a tough bracket. That's the only thing that's unfortunate here. By the way, I want Texas Tech to win this game far worse than you do. I want Texas Tech to win this game more than I want Ohio State to beat Michigan every what year. Did, what did Krzyzewski ever do to you? I mean, I don't like him because of, of, first of, all, first because of my love of Carolina. And I don't like him because he's so sanctimonious. But you really hate the guy. I, I really do. And it's funny. A, friend, a real close friend of mine sent me a text. He said, you hate this guy more than you hate David Stern. I said, absolutely. David Stern ruined the NBA for me. I love the NBA. But then, you know, every year he wanted the Lakers in the finals. So he always officiated it that way. Um, we'll see if you're still talking about Coach K after he passes. That'll be the real test with David Stern. <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, to me, if you've ever, and I've, I've covered a couple of Duke games in the past, and let me tell you, if you've ever sat down, and when you're covering games, you generally sit on the scorer's table area or near press row, which is very close to the court. Dude, this guy sounds like a sailor who just came into port, who had been out in the water for three you years. language? Uh, yeah, and I'm not an anti-language guy. I'm not going to mm -hmm. sit there and say I'm a John Wooden or Jim Trussell who doesn't use profanity. But the point is, the, the way he berates officials, it's, it's almost like he's trying to intimidate them. And then the phoniness you see with him, and I always go back to this, and it, it's just a fair comparison because both those schools are 8, 10 miles mm -hmm. apart. Look at the affinity that all the players have for Coach Smith, including Roy Williams. How come I don't see the Shane Battiers, the Grand Hills of the world, all talking about, you know, when we make life decisions, we go to Coach K. There's nobody that reflects upon him in that same way. He was pissed off because Carolina didn't kiss up to him during the final game. Why should they? He's not, you're not the coach of North Carolina. They don't owe you anything. And I'll tell you another thing. If yeah, they you didn't shake hands. The assistants didn't shake hands with the Carolina in the line. Absolutely. What, what, what they do to him? <laughs> other than beat him and embarrass him with 55 in the second half. I mean, it, it's it's a joke. And the thing is, this is a guy that's gotten away with a lot of things that don't get called out on. That's that's the one thing. If you, if you know people in the world of college basketball and you ask around and you talk to people, I can tell you right now, he doesn't have the same reputation that Roy Williams has. He doesn't have the same reputation that Dean Smith has. Did you agree with uh Calipari, Coach Calipari, that it was unfair that Krzyzewski got to keep coaching the U.S. national team? Everybody I, I, else I was, only got one crack at let it. Let me tell you something. I was 
I was really pissed. And I'll tell you a quick story that happened mm. in the win. Uh, I was with somebody who undressed Krzyzewski. A nine-year-old kid comes up, wants to take a photo with him, didn't do it. And the guy I was with swore and like, you know, what's wrong with you? And a few other choice words. He was shocked that somebody would talk to him that way. He's like, these are the people that put you in the position you're in. Getting back to the Cal thing, what drives me nuts with it is, first of all, why was Greg Popovich not the head coach of the national team? I mean, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. He's arguably the greatest coach in NBA history. You've got other options there you could have taken from the NBA. I always thought that dream team, what made the dream team so great wasn't just the players, but they chose Chuck Daly. I thought it should have been Daly or Riley, and I thought it was such a great choice. In living in it at the time as a kid growing up in Jordan in the East, trying yeah. to get through Detroit, Detroit trying to get... I never understood how great Chuck Daly was or beloved Chuck Daly was. He is so well-respected. <laughs> He's a phenomenal coach, uh, what they were able to do. But I, I always thought, why would you give this guy three terms? I think coaching the national team is such an honor, particularly in America, mm-hmm. because we don't have that type of pedigree in soccer as you do in certain other countries, where it would be like coaching the Italian national team or the German national team. To me, you allow you should be allowed one Olympic stint. Dean Smith said the most pressure he ever faced was when he coached the team in 76 in Montreal. Remember in 72, they got screwed with Henry Ibeck. Henry, lost yes, the goal. The there was so time, much yeah. pressure on them to win it to get back the gold at that time. Yeah, remember they didn't accept the silver medal no. at that time three mm-hmm. times. And just to kind of finish up on this, Mike, you look at it. They had different coaches every time. 80 was the boycott. 84, you had uh, Bobby Knight. 88, John Thompson. 92, Chuck Daly when they brought in the dream team. I thought he should have been given one term. I think there's so many great coaches out there. What would be wrong if we said, okay, uh, Mike Krzyzewski, 2008, Greg Popovich, 2012, someone else, 2016. Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle or somebody. (laughs) Very well-respected coach. You go to 2020 and then say in 2024, we go, Jay Wright, you're going to be the guy. You know, I I think people deserve a shot at this. This this is a one-time. This should not be an appointment like a Supreme Court justice. 4.30 p.m. Pacific on TNT, a doubleheader in NHL tonight. Penguins at the Sabres. It's going to be DeSmith against Craig Anderson. Total is six here. you got to lay a big price with the Penguins. Any interest them all? Uh, No, I'm not interested in this one. But how about the Pens coming back last night after giving up the early goal against uh, Columbus and then putting up a five spot afterwards? Prices are too high to lay on the road, Mike. 2.30 here. All right. Second game is the the Ducks hosting the Blackhawks. They've lost seven in a row. I'm trying to figure out how I want to keep fading them. It looks like Gibson lanking in for the Blackhawks. They traded away Mark Andre Fleury. Blackhawks are a bad team, but do you take them at even money here? To or do you try to take over six if 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 uh, Gibson can't give uh, stop his streak of giving up at least three goals every game? Gave up five the other night against the Predators. Yeah, Gibby's really been on one of late. When you look at this guy, last seven games he's given up at least four games, uh, four goals in five of those games. Mike, I like the over here. Yeah, that's which what team, I'm thinking. Which, over team is, which team has been held to two goals here? Which team is getting held yeah. to two goals? This game's on national TV. Think about that. Uh, I, I want to change the subject here and close out because this has been a nice uh, coffee clutch here with us at, the, at this last segment. I want to ask you this question in your opinion because I respect your opinion. I know the women's tournament doesn't have um, the gift of just being able to draw wherever it's at, wherever it puts a, uh, a regional or whatever, sure. right? But is it fair for the number one team in the country – who's the number one overall seed in the tournament, NC State, who sells out all their home games, yeah. sold out their first two rounds of the tournament, to have to go play the two-seed UConn in Bridgeport. I, I don't think so. No. I, I mean, the way that worked out, I think it's ridiculous. You, you have to be a little bit more balanced in terms of how you do this. I, I, I see the outrage there. And do you agree with still playing the first two round games at the home team? I do because you don't want to be in a situation where you're in potentially empty arena so you don't have the attendance that you'd like to have. You want at least some people to be able to get to the game. You know, even the NCAA tournament, this is what my complaint was last week, Buffalo, Portland, some of these cities. I mean, these are not exactly direct routes unless you're flying out of certain major cities. Uh, it's not the easiest places to get to. All the regional sites now are, are hosting our homes to NBA teams where they're playing now. It's going to be great. The the regionals usually do well. Teams have more opportunity to get their Chicago, San Francisco, good location, San Antonio. So I think it's a little bit of a geographical advantage in San Francisco. Philadelphia, wide open. Yeah. I mean, who's going to draw the most there? Carolina? Could be. Yeah, Carolina, UCLA, Purdue, and St. Peter's. Or how many people can no, no, St. Peter's down? Yeah, yeah, will they have the most people? Will they have the most people? It's an hour drive. It's an hour and a drive. Next, betting across America. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? 
backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 